Hello and welcome to The Home Building Hero, where we help you become the hero of your new home by providing you all the information you need. No matter if you're building, buying, or designing your next project, we got you covered here at The Home Building Hero. Today's topic is housing 20 years from now. Hi, I'm your host, David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Home Building Hero today. So again, we're going to talk about housing 20 years from now. What is it going to look like? What are we going to see? How is it going to be different? But in order to really look forward, we got to look back for a minute. And it's very simple. So what I did is I looked back 20 years ago to some of the things that occurred 20 years ago in the 2000s so that we could kind of then use that as an exercise to look forward. So let's just look back a little bit 20 years ago and see what was happening. Because sometimes we fail to realize how drastically things can change in 20 years. Our mind can't really wrap itself around that. But once we look back and say, wow, look at where we came from, look at what has happened and where we are now, then, and only then can we start to look forward. So 20 years ago, gasoline, when you went to buy gas for your vehicle, was $1.15 a gallon, Okay. Now, it's fluctuated a lot in that time. It was well over $4 a gallon and somewhere, at least in my state now, probably about $240, $230, something like that. So gas was very cheap back 20 years ago. What were people doing? What were the things that were exciting people back 20 years ago? Well, guess what? People were playing Game Boys, okay? Nobody uses a Game Boy anymore, right? Things are very different. But yeah, the Game Boy was the most popular thing at, at the time. Music, well, people were listening to the Spice Girls. <laughs> that was the, actually one of the top hits around that time frame. As far as in the world, in the uh, United States, what was going on? Well, we had the Clinton affair and, of course, the impeachment. That sounds kind of familiar right now. So we have uh, impeachment going on, so not much has changed in that department, but 20 years ago, that's kind of what happened. Now, uh, here, here's some interesting stuff that really starts to make you think a little bit. In the 2000s, it was around 1999, right around the turn to 2000, Google was founded. So Google didn't exist before then. Could you imagine that? Now everybody probably goes on Google every day. Google has all these different things and all these products and apps and services and things you can buy and use them in your home and the technology that that's created. So that's amazing when you think about that. The iMac, people were using iMacs. That was the hot product, the hot computer. And of course, for your cell phone, people used a Nokia phone. Remember a Nokia phone? No Nokia doesn't even really around anymore making phones. They got blown away. They got blown away by the iPhone and, and the Samsung phones and, and, and the smartphones. But the Nokia phone did, around 2000, for the first time, have internet on it. Now, it was just basically a black and white screen. And uh, you could, I believe, uh, if you had it set up right, you could probably check an email with that. But that was, that was basically the first internet phone. So you start to think about that and you go, wow, 20 years from now, you know, or 20 years ago, you know, to where we are now, you look at what we're doing and it's, it's pretty amazing, right? Um, you know, we have things like Amazon where you can go online and order something, have it shipped to your house in two days. And we have these food services that deliver food to your houses and, uh, you know, just a, a click of a button. 
And, you know, obviously we've gotten more into the convenience part of the world. You know, we have all these new restaurants where you basically have casual dining or you can have it delivered to you, all those kind of things. Then you start to look at the real estate and the home building market and say, that market and that industry hasn't really changed yet. It hasn't really become any different, you know, noticeably. You know, we do have some things that have changed, like housing can now be, you know, searched for much easier online. Before that, you know, people were still kind of using those MLS books and just starting to use the internet. Now all those sites are ported over and you can search a multitude of places. You have things like House and Pinterest and all these kinds of different things where you can gather information. You have access to interior designers through things like Twitter. Um, You have podcasts like these with lots of information. But what's going to happen 20 years from now? It's crazy to think about that. I mean, is there really a right or a wrong answer? No, it's it's what are people willing to invest in and what's going to make people's lives better or different or what's really going to disrupt the industry. And again, I could be mentioning all stuff in here. It could be all a bunch of uh, nonsense or some of these things could actually come true. We don't know, right? I mean, if you if you had said back in 2000, Google is going to be you know bigger than than IBM and uh, you know one of the biggest companies in the world, you, you would have laughed. You would have said, this, this little thing that you search on, yeah, give me a break. Well, they, they had the foresight and they were able to do it. So let's, let's look, look in the future a little bit. What could we see? What could change real estate and housing? Obviously, I think one of the things 20 years from now that we're gonna look at is, is especially with the process of buying a home. I think the process of buying a home 20 years from now could be radically different. I think it can be all done on a computer. Uh, it would not necessarily have to be done in person. You could have a completely virtual transaction. So whether you're buying an existing home, um, now you may want to still go look at that home. I would always recommend that, but you could virtually purchase that home. We're not that far away from it really to begin with, but you know, you could do a virtual tour online, a really high quality one. You could submit an offer. Uh, it could be negotiated and accepted. It could be a bid process for all we know. And uh, you automatically contact a choice of lenders. You get pre-approved over the internet. Sign your documents, closing paperwork's generated, everything is sent over, you sign it on a tablet or phone even, and uh, hit a button and send it off and you have a closing, keys are delivered uh, to your home that day of closing, um, and uh, you bought your house. So virtual closings I think could be very uh, viable for a new build, I think a virtual New build could be very likely as well. So you just go on a computer system, hit a button, um, pick out options on your home, you see what they look like, get the pricing right away, and uh, you hit purchase. Again, you go to a lender, boom, done, and away you go. And the build starts. That's minor disruption, though. I think there's going to be more major disruption. You know, We're looking at these challenges right now of skilled labor, and we know that's a problem. And you know we can sit there and try and continue to get people to, to work in this industry or we can start to embrace technology. We can start to embrace robotics. I think 20 years from now, it's very possible you could have a home built uh, with about 20% of the labor that we're currently using. I think that's very likely. And how that would work is very simple. 
you know, you use more modulated pieces. It's made in a factory. You'd have to have standardization, of course, but you could have, let's say a developer go on and buy a piece of land and and modularly build these things. You know, these could be 3D printed for all we know. 3D printer prints up the wall section. You take a high-powered drone and you drop it on the job site. It sets it right where it's supposed to go. So yeah, you'd still dig your basement and put your foundation in or your slab in, but then you have a drone fly over these pre-made parts, drop them in. Um, maybe you have one person at the site that day just to, to button everything down. And then uh, you know you have roof sections that come in, drop those in. You drop off, uh, again by drone, maybe a robotic roofing machine that lays the roof. You know, and again, if it's a panelized product, it's probably sided and everything. All you have to do is on the inside, run your plumbing and electric. So you probably have a person go physically to the job site to do that. Um, and then, you know, maybe you have pre-made panels again that slap together. And uh, then you go in and you drop in your flooring and your cabinets and your countertops and finished plumbing. So the interior work would maybe ha be handled the same way, but you could you could build the shell of this thing, you know, with with drones and, and robotics. Um, heck, you could have a robot potentially putting floor down. Um, you could have uh, uh, lots of things like that happen. You know, it could have be a, a robotic programmed out painter that spray paints those panels on the wall. Um, you know, learns a pattern. If it's a floor plan, you teach it a floor plan. I mean, they already have machines that will mow your lawn. They have vacuums that'll vacuum your house for you that learn a pattern. Why not have something that can spray paint you know, on a wall. It's very likely and it's very possible to do this. Now, the question is, when when do you get to the tipping point of it paying for itself? You know, as labor continues to increase, um, you know, you're going to see more and more reliance on technology, more and more reliance on robotics, more and more reliance on things like drones and computers uh, integrating into their homes. As far as the homes themselves, they may look different. Again, we've got a large population of younger people and uh, we're building these big homes. If we can get the ability to make smaller homes, I, I think you'll see more of that. I think you're going to see more high density, you know, maybe condominiums, you know, where you have a seven floor building uh, built with, uh, you know, one and two bedroom, not apartments, but condos. And again, a lot of that could be built you know, again, if, if it's done right, it could be built with, with robotics and things. So taking the labor out of it. Um, obviously, I think you're going to see even more technology integrated in. We're just starting to see with the voice technology and stuff like that. But I think you're going to see a lot more. You're going to see, you know, kind of voice everything, touchless, um, smart homes, fully functional right off the bat. I think you're going to even see um, some situations where, you know, you're, you're using different products, like instead of your traditional windows, maybe you have glass that is, um, you know, got uh, an electrostatic charge going through it and you can, you know, darken and lighten your glass. So, you, you know, again, if you're in a high density situation, buildings are right nearby you, you don't want to look right at your neighbor. You can, you know, hey, you know, opaque my glass and also your, your glass is uh, darked out uh, so you can't see your neighbor. Better yet. You could have an image projected on that screen. So you, you run an electric charge through it and then broadcast an image on it. Your window could now be a view of the ocean. It could be a view of the jungle or a mountain or whatever it is that you want. I think those things are starting to become available or being thought of and being made. 
And those are things that could disrupt and completely change the industry. Why do you have to buy a lot that's $200,000 know, to get a good view? You can have whatever view you want out your window. You know, have a smart window. Who did you know? Who'd have thought that could be a thing? Maybe not, but you know, people said no to Google, and I'm sure they regret it now. People said no to Amazon. Uh, Nokia laughed at the idea of a phone being made out of glass, and here we have everyone you know in the world now using you know Samsung phones and iPhones and things like that, which are made of glass. So don't discount any possibility because something. A small idea, if it's done right, can change the world. It can change an industry. It's just what is that thing? What are those things? And what are the ways that they can be integrated? And then, of course, at the end of the day, do they make financial sense? Do they pay for themselves? Do they make a difference in the world? And if they do, then you're going to see that adopted. I think that's a little different about our industry is, um, like the technology industry, a lot of times it's sort of a gateway. So what I mean by that is like Google was free, right? Google was free, search it. And what did they do? That They were providing you something for free. They were providing the ability to find something easily. But at the same time, they were tracking every single thing that you're looking for and building a profile and building data and looking for trends. And then they use that information and then they turn that into products that they can sell. So it's kind of an ingenious way where I think our industry, the home building industry is more of, hey, here's our product, buy it. And in order for some of this stuff to truly integrate into the industry, uh, you know, we need to see um, that sort of model potentially of, hey, this is, use this for free. And uh, then you, you pay for things later that you want to use. You pay for the good stuff. Uh, I think you'll see some of that. The other thing that'll that'll slow this down in our industry is, Unlike, let's say, the audio industry or electronics industry, the appliance industry, where you only have like maybe a handful of key players, our industry is literally all small businesses. Unless you're in a big market where you're dominated by a few nationals, a lot of remote areas are small businesses. There's 10, 20, 30 builders in the area that build all the homes. And that doesn't allow as much for that type of product. So you're either going to have to have a bigger brand come in if you had something like this happen. You would have to have a company that built the infrastructure and either franchised it out or they they built out um, some sort of model that you could buy into and um, take advantage of all these systems and technology. Or they make it so it's mass produced where, yeah, you can buy the robotic roofer and the robotic painter and the the drone system with all the software you need to import your, your blueprints into and it, it takes care of that stuff for you. So it certainly is possible. There are a lot of different ways that things like this could happen. None of this could happen. I'm not saying this will happen. But again, if you look back and you think of how things were and how things are, now, today, a lot of stuff can happen in 20 years from now. So really just wanted to open people's minds since it's a new year, get people thinking about the future, thinking about where things could go. There's certainly a lot of opportunity out there in, in every industry, including the real estate and home building industry, um, and a lot of opportunity for change and growth as well. So if you guys have enjoyed this episode of The Home Building Hero, please do me a favor. Please make sure you're subscribed to the episode. It's so easy. All you have to do is wherever you're listening to Home Building Hero, hit the subscribe button 
and you'll get notified every time we drop a new episode. And then on top of it, if you haven't already, make sure that you rate our episode. We would love a five-star rating. It helps people find us. Please uh, make sure to rate our episodes. We appreciate it. And of course, if you enjoy it, tell your friends. Make sure that they tune in as well. And uh, stay tuned because we are going to have a lot of new content coming out in the new year, especially with the Builder Show coming up. We're going to be reviewing and going over all sorts of new ideas and products at the International Builder Show. So there's going to be tons and tons of content starting late January, uh, well into March. So keep an eye out for all of that, the latest and greatest. You're going to love it. And uh, make sure that you're tuned in and subscribed so you don't miss any of that content. So once again, I am David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Home Building Hero today, and we'll talk to you guys very soon.